Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Golf Talk Live. I'm your host, Ted Odorico, broadcasting live every Thursday, 6 to 8 p.m. Central, from Panama City Beach, Florida, home of the world's most beautiful beaches. I want to take this opportunity to thank everyone for joining me on my weekly broadcast. Every week, I'll feature some of the best instructors, coaches, authors, and entrepreneurs in the golf business today. I begin with a great discussion on Coach's Corner, followed by an insightful interview with my special guest. So let's get started by introducing tonight's Coach's Corner panel. All right, good evening, everybody, and welcome to Golf Talk Live. I'm your host, Ted Odorico, and as always, we've got another great show for you this Thursday evening, June 18th. It's hard to believe, but we're already in the trimester of the month of June, uh, or getting close to it anyways. Um, we've got a great show for you tonight. Uh, as always, we're going to start off with Coach's Corner here in just a moment. I'll introduce the guys on tonight's panel. And then a little bit later on, I'm joined by a uh, very special guest, Tin Tran. And he is the founder and inventor of the Trans Rover, which is an all-in-one golf cart. And it's actually a very, very uh, interesting piece of equipment. Uh, that he uh, invented. We're going to talk about that. In fact, it won um, a, an award at the 2018 PGA Merchandising Show. So he's going to come on and talk about that a little bit later. Uh, but let me remind everybody, the sponsors of the program, uh, Golf Talk Live, is brought to you by iGolf Sports Network and Golf Tips Magazine. Uh, iGolf Sports is a live stream broadcast and media production company providing top quality programming designed to attract the golfing enthusiast. And Golf Tips Magazine the most in-depth instructional magazine offering insightful reviews on the latest equipment, tips from top PGA and LPGA teacher professionals, all designed to help improve your game from tee to green. So subscribe today at golftipsmag.com. All right, as I mentioned, we've got uh, a couple of great guys on tonight's uh, panel, and we're going to talk about, um, for those of you that have never, maybe never played before and you want to get an idea of well, what do you do when you show up at the golf course? What what goes on? What How do you prepare yourself? And what are some things and maybe some uh, questions that you might have? So let me in- introduce the guys, and then we'll begin tonight's discussion. Uh, first up is John Decker. He's a PJ instructor and senior, uh, one of the senior editors and uh, a Golf Tips Top 25 instructor. Uh, he was also the 2015 Southern Ohio Teacher of the Year. Uh, prior to that, he was uh, head instructor at the Grand Cypress uh, Academy, uh, where he worked under top 100 instructors Fred Griffin and Phil Rogers. Uh, and he's also an author of Golf is My Life, Glorifying God Through the Game, which also has an accompanying Bible study. Uh, also rounding out to tonight's panel is Peter Egazarian. He is the owner and director of performance uh, for Northeast uh, uh, Performance Institute, uh, owner and president of Northeast Golf Performance, and the 2017 North, Northeastern uh, New York PGA Player Development Award recipient, and he's also a trackman master and proponent of the uh, group member, sorry, uh, of proponent group. Um, all right, guys, uh, welcome to Coach's Corner here on Golf Talk Live. Thank you, Ted. Thank you, Ted. All right, appreciate it, guys. Thank you, as always, for uh, for giving your time. And I know both of you have just literally uh, come off the golf course, so I know you're a little, little tired, but uh, uh, I know you'll have enough uh, energy to make it through this next hour. We'll try to make it as light and breezy, if you will, uh, just to give you guys a little bit of a rest. Um, okay, so as I mentioned uh, in, in the opening uh, statements, th- what we're going to talk about really is your first trip to the golf course and what you need to know. And um, a lot of people, their first experience with any new activity, 
uh, can be a little intimidating and it could be, um, you know, maybe you're involved in uh, some sort of a workout regimen where you're working in a class, like a spin class, let's say. Um, maybe you're being a little more creative and uh, you've taken up uh, with you and your partner, you're doing a little salsa dancing or something, uh, or maybe just playing a round of golf. And uh, for those of you out there that have been playing the sport uh, our whole lives, uh, we sometimes take for granted all the little nuances that go into the day. So um, I put together some things for beginners, and we're going to talk about those. And I'm going to start with, with John uh, here on, on, the, uh, on the questions tonight on the panel. And then uh, I'll, I'll turn it over to Peter uh, for his uh, thoughts and, and input into the show. Um, so the first question is, um, are you ready for the golf course? So I'm gonna, there's actually a series of questions that go with that question. So I'm going to read a couple out for you, John, and then I'm going to give a couple out to um, Peter as well when it's his turn. So just if you can, just kind of stick with these particular questions so that we don't overlap. Um, and the first question is part of are you ready for the golf course? Am I able to commit and make a swing without needing more than 20 or 30 seconds to set up? So in other words, can I get ready and commit to the swing uh, without taking a lot of time? And the second one is am I making contact, contact excuse me, consistently and not hitting everything off, whether it be the hosel uh, or even simply whiffing the ball? So let's tackle the first one. Uh, John, and that is what do we need to do and how do we get ready so that we're not spending a lot of time standing over the ball and, and, uh, and obviously we know what happens when that, uh, when that takes place. Give us some thoughts there. Well, first of all, Ted, thank you for having me on the show and Peter, I'm looking forward to being on the show with you uh, tonight uh, as well. Um, that, Ted, that's a great question because many times, um, and it really doesn't matter whether I'm working with beginners or, uh, or if I'm at a golf course and I'm watching some people tee off. Sometimes it can be people who've been playing the game for a long period of time. Standing over the ball for a long period of time is not going to help you. Um, in fact, uh, I see uh, tour players uh, who do it, and there are several that, that come to mind. I'm not going to mention their names, but they they stand over the ball too long, and I feel like that that's it's not going to help them play their best golf in the long run. I think that obviously everyone can play well at times, but talking about the beginners uh, and the new players, most new players um, have probably taken uh, at least a lesson or two. If, If you've never played the game before, you need to take a lesson first. And then once you get that information, you need to have just enough information to get started, but not too much information to overload. And that's a, that is uh, the, the most difficult part of being a PGA golf professional is knowing how much to give your student because some people can take only a little bit and some people can take in a lot. So um, it's important that when you are on the golf course that you, you remember that you are playing a game. And so you need to focus on a target. You need to focus on making a practice swing, setting up to the ball, looking at your target, and then going ahead and hit your shot. And, and, and try to have fun. If you're spending, you know, 25 or 30 seconds to hit a shot and you're a new player, you're going to probably have a long day. So I would really encourage new players. I would rather them play a little on the fast side than play on the slow side. And I think we can all agree that, that golf, you know, is, can be very slow and tedious. And we're, we all see groups out there. We've all been in that situation where we have a group in front of us that's taking – 
too much time. A lot of times it's not because they can't find their golf balls. It's because they're standing over the ball too long and, and, and making it too much of a, of an ordeal. So, um, you know, fast play uh, makes fast friends. And, and uh, so it's very important that you do that. Well said. Um, and, uh, and Peter, you know, sorry, go ahead. Well, I, I, the second question was the, the second question. Uh, did you want me to f- follow up on that or just, or, or is that? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, go. Yeah, no, go ahead. Well, yeah, I, I wanted you to go ahead and answer that one. And then I'm going to go to Peter with, with his question. So yeah, go ahead. Can you, and that was basically, can you just, yeah, that's what I was, yeah. I'm going to repeat that for you. Um, am I, I'm making constant uh, or contact consistently and not hitting it off the club hosel or, or even whiffing the ball. So in other words, am I making, you know, reasonable contact um, when I'm out there playing? Well, I think the, the best way that's the question that you, you want can, to know, I mean, whether or not you're decide whether you're ready for the golf course. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I, the, it's very important, you know, the contact. Um, I think we all know when we hit a good shot and we all know when we hit a bad shot. So it's very important. Um, you know, if you're struggling with your contact, I'm a big believer that, you know, like I hit some balls today and I, I hit a couple of bad shots and I immediately went from, cause I was hitting my driver. I immediately put my driver down, picked up my nine iron and started making some real small swings just to get solid contact again. And I worked my way up and then I worked my way through it. So it's important that when you're on the golf course, when you're not playing well, and we all go through that, that your practice swings are your friend. I mean, you, you, I love to feel the club hit the ground with an iron. That gives me the reassurance that I'm setting up and I'm, I can get the feel of where my club is bottoming out. And I think those are simple things that you can do to enjoy the game. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I think, you know, I think sometimes, you know, and again, it goes back to whether or not you're ready for the golf course. And that doesn't mean you have to be perfect. You don't have to be hitting every shot perfect. But I think just with, with, these questions that I'm, I'm posing here tonight, I think if you can answer yes to those, then you're good to go. Um, and again, you don't have to be perfect, but as you pointed out, you know, if you're spending an, an ordinate amount of time over the ball, um, that gives you an opportunity for a lot of things to sort of creep into the mind and, and create, uh, you know, doubt or, or um, allow negative thoughts to get in there. And that's just going to hamper your game. And, and obviously contact is important. Again, you're going to miss some shots here and there, and that's okay. Um, that's what the practice tee is for. But uh, uh, good answers, John. Thank you. And the other question that sort of follows that, Peter, this is one of the ones I'm going to ask for you. Um, am I able to get the ball airborne with an assortment of clubs? And the reason why I say that, it's not just about making – uh, obviously we need to make good contact, but to get any sort of distance, we need to get the ball in the air and get it moving forward. And, you know, if you've got one favorite club in the bag and, you know, you can hit it well, that's great, but you need to be able to hit other clubs as well. So that's the first part of the, the, the question. And then I'm going to ask you um, another one. I'll let you answer that one first, Peter, and then I'll, I'll ask you the second one to give it uh, a little bit easier to understand. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> well, when I'm working with beginners and, you know, we're really introducing, you know, the golf bag to them in general and, and across the board, it doesn't matter the age, gender, um, Mm -hmm. the full complement of clubs in the bag is very intimidating. The, the use of each club is, can be confusing. Um, you know, just understanding how far one each one goes is, can be, you know, create enough doubt to 
affect, you know, a new player's confidence. So the first thing I'm doing is really paring down their bag to, you know, three or four clubs plus a putter. Um, And sometimes Mm -hmm. it might not even include a driver. And they're learning those clubs and getting acquainted with those clubs and what those three or four clubs do. And like you're saying, helping them, you know, working to get them airborne. You know, we're starting with some more Mm -hmm. lofted clubs, um, you know, something to help them get off the tee, whether it's a a hybrid, a a fairway wood, or maybe even a driver if they're feeling, you know, maybe even a little more advanced because of their athletic ability. But it's a great question. And it goes to the point of, you know, the individual first, you know, helping them gain confidence that they can get, you know, each shot off the ground. And it goes to the contact question you were just talking about. Um, yeah, I, I'm very empathetic to the, you know, to the beginner golfer as to what they would see on television. Maybe they see their friends do. Mm-hmm. And then for, for them to have a, um, kind of a preconceived notion of what it, you know, what it looks like at the highest level or their peers. And then for them to look to enter the sport, you know, they, they could really use the guidance of a coach and some of that can really look to simplify in the beginning and then introduce, you know, clubs that, you know, like you said, you need to really get airborne and hit different shots as they progress. Yeah. Because, you know, we know for playing from playing this game for, for, you know, the time that we have that it can be very intimidating, particularly to new golfers, you know, new golfers see as Peter, as you just pointed out what, you know, what they're viewing on television, they're seeing in most cases, the best of the best, and and even with some of their buddies that have played for a number of years, you know, um, some of them may have a fairly low handicap and it can be very intimidating, especially when you're struggling. And, you know, obviously, um, I think that's smart what you suggested. I think paring down, um, you know, even though we're, we're able to play with 14 clubs in the bag, that doesn't mean as a beginner that you have to put 14 clubs in. You know, it might be just five clubs. It might be four clubs. Um, and yeah, that's I refuse where, to do uh, it for, for beginners. I refuse to do it. Right. It's just, it's, right. it's exactly. Well, it, it's too much to think about number one. And it, it's, it, it's also not necessary. Let them learn to play with, with, uh, you know, a few clubs in the bag. And, and it's important to work with somebody like yourself to be able to, to understand, okay, this is what you're able to do. This is what you're not able to do. So this is this way we can eliminate these clubs out of the bag because this is an area that you're currently struggling with. So let's work with what, what's working good for you right now, and let's go out and have some fun and mm-hmm. play. And then as you progress mm-hmm. and develop, then we can throw one, one or two in the bag um, you know, as you progress. And I think that's a smart way to do it. Okay, my second question for you sort of falls, again, in line with, with some of the variety of different shots. And, and again, this, these are questions that you need, to, you know, for you listeners out there, you need to ask yourself, you know, whether or not, and, and make the decision whether or not you're ready for the golf course. Uh, it's not just a matter of showing up and paying your green fee. Um, and this one, Peter, really falls in is, am I reasonably comfortable, um, you know, with my pitching and chipping shots around the green? Or in other words, particularly my short game, uh, and even bunker shots, if you want to throw it in there. Um, and, and I think it's good to, to be able to practice from various lies. But if you're not comfortable with some of those little shots, then it's going to be even more daunting with some of your your full shots. So touch on that a little bit as well. You know, this is an area that I think a lot of beginners fall short on is because they don't go out and practice. They're, they're too busy. I've got to make sure I hit it off the tee, and i got to look good when I hit off the mm-hmm. tee, and they ignore really the scoring end of their game. So touch a little bit on that. Yeah, you're exactly correct. 
content. It was, you know, to spend, you know, an equal amount of time with each part of your game is is kind of out of the scope of a beginner. There, I think you're exactly right. There's the a certain amount of anxiety about getting off the tee that is the primary focus. But, you know, to go to your earlier point, it's why it's so important. And, and, and one of John's points as well, it's so important to seek out assistance when you're beginning, because if you're, if you have a coach instructor or whatever you want to call them, they're going to guide the process and they're going to help mm-hmm. you understand that it's a complete game and that each shot is equal to one stroke, and it doesn't matter if it's a drive or a one-footer. It's really, in the broad spectrum of thing, equal all equal parts. You know, as you get more into the game, you understand that there's some contribute more than others. But in the beginning stages, it's critical that you have help. I mean, to go into playing golf um, really on your own would take a genius or it's very <laughs> lonely it's right <laughs> it, it, so no to just you know reflect back on many one of your earlier points um i think people can take something from your earlier points about seeking help i mean that's because mm-hmm. you wouldn't understand that as a beginner golfer right. coming into the situation you know you should to mention what you just talked about following my last answer was that they're not only looking at the best of the best on television and this mm-hmm. might be going for all golfers. They're watching it through the lens of a telecast and only seeing right. the people who are playing the best. They're not right. seeing the person that's in the field that's shooting 75 or 77. It's just, they're not going to show that. So they're and they're watching, you know, birdie putts, and they're watching long drives and close close approach shots, you know. So um, I think it's very important for, you know, just as a recommendation for people that that are listening, if you're really looking to start, seek, you know, a professional coach. Um, you know, your friends might be great players. Um, they might, you know, they might play a really – good game themselves, but it's, it's no comparison to having a a professional instructor or coach guide the process for you. Yeah. And you can't, I think one of the biggest mistakes a lot of beginning golfers do, and and I I know they, they mean well in many cases. um, But unless your buddy happens to be a golf professional, that's not the best place to to get tips for your game. Um, Simply because, you know, unless they're a scratch player um, and even then I wouldn't recommend it, you know, they're, you're just going to be picking up, uh, in most cases, a lot of their bad habits. So it's not always a good idea. And that's why you should go, you know, and, and seek out your local professional and, and, uh, at your local golf course and, and, um, and, and sit down and have a discussion with them and, and put together a game plan that's, that's right for you. So in summary of uh, just of the, the few questions that we've had so far, if you've, if you're out there and you've answered no to any of these questions, um, that we were just discussing about, then you may be better off with a little more practice time at the facility, and definitely you need to be taking some lessons because if you can't do any of the above uh, or you're struggling quite a bit, um, then all you're going to do is just add to your frustration level, and then um, you're going to not enjoy the game as much as you could um, without that professional help. So some great points, guys. 
All right, John, I'm going to come back to you. And this is one, you know, I know there are some situations where you may not have as many choices, but today's um, economy, if you will, um, especially if you're in a bigger center, um, there may be more options um, on where to go. How do you pick the right golf course to play as a beginner? What should you be looking for? I mean, you know, there's everything from resort courses to some of your local munis to private clubs, what have you. Obviously, some restrictions apply in, in certain cases. But when you're a first-time golfer and you don't have a lot of experience, what should you be doing and what should you be thinking about when picking uh, a, a golf course to play? What, what are factors that should be considered? Well, the, the one thing that we want to make sure that we're doing when we play golf is we want to have fun. So one of the things that I would do is if I'm a beginner and I'm, uh, I would talk to my friends uh, who, and, and try to go to, you know, ask them, you know, find a group of friends that you, uh, that you like, people that you uh, enjoy being around, and, and try to do it as a group activity. Try to do it, you know, see where if they're playing golf and, and they're, already, they're more established players, See where they're going. Obviously, public golf courses mean that you can, they're open to the public. You're not going to be able to just show up at a private club and, and say, hey, I want to play your golf course um, if, if, if you're not, you know, invited by a member. So public golf courses is where I would start. I would even consider par three golf courses. Uh, I think that that's a great way as a beginner to get started because you can learn some of the etiquette and you can learn some of the the things along the the lines of, you know, just basically you're, it's much easier to finish out a hole if you're playing a par three golf course. I think that's an excellent way to do it. Um, I, I think um, it's, it's important to um, look for golf courses that offer, uh, if you're a lady that offer like clinics, I think, because when you go to a clinic, I think a clinic is a great way to learn whether you're male or female, but especially females really love the, the clinics because it's a great way to, to, to meet people and, and get introduced to the game in a way to where you're not so intimidated, uh, you know, standing there on the f- first tee with people around that you don't know. So it's a great way to network and meet people. And, and if you can find a public golf course that has a, a, a women's clinic or a men's clinic or a couple's clinic or something along those lines, the golf get ready program that the PGA um, puts on any program that introduces you to the game. I would go and do that because I feel like that that would be a good way to meet the pro to meet, meet other people and then try to maybe adopt that, that course that offers those because they're obviously receptive to new players. They're trying to grow the game. That's a great way to kind of get yourself in the network of that and pick that as being your club of choice to, to get started. So that would, those would be examples of ways, either network, you know, ask questions, go online. There's a lot of online uh, forums now that you can go on and, and, and uh, you know, interact with people and try to, you know, find groups to, to play with and stuff. So there's, there's a lot out there and there's uh, the availability there. And, and believe me, especially in today's economy, golf courses are doing whatever they can to welcome. This is a great opportunity to welcome new people to the game of golf. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think the other thing too is even if you are limited, um, maybe you only have a few courses in your area and they happen to be uh, longer golf courses or, or more along the lines of, you know, your championship or even a resort style course. Um, 
one thing that you can do is play from the forward tees. Make it shorter for you so that you're not struggling to, to reach every green and you're not struggling to, um, especially with the par fives and even some of the longer par fours, you know, uh, turn them into shorter holes for you and, and you can still score appropriately. Um, give yourself a little bit of a break. You know, Nicholas has talked about that for years that, um, you know, one of the things that he used to see with a lot of amateurs is they would play as far back as they, you know, they could and they couldn't get sometimes in three or even four shots uh, on what should be a relatively easy hole uh, to, to get to. So, you know, you have to be, be smart about it. And then as you develop and become better, then, you know, if you feel like you need to challenge yourself by moving back, uh, you know, an extra tee or, or even in two in some cases, because many courses now have as many as five. I've even seen some with six uh, different tee selections. So, um, you know, you can always move back. But um, better to start a little bit shorter, get comfortable with the shots that you're making and get, you know, comfortable playing the golf course and, and you'll see your, you'll score a little bit better. And then as you develop, as I said, and you want to challenge yourself, then you can move back. Um, Peter, this is another uh, you know, area that a lot of new golfers struggle with. Um, and that is really what to wear on the golf course. Um, you know, every course is, is different, uh, but there is sort of a general rule. Um, and included in that, I also want you to talk about what, what to bring and what not to bring, uh, you know, or in other words, leave at home, uh, to the golf course, obviously you're going to bring your equipment and whatnot, but talk, talk about, you know, um, not necessarily from a dress code standpoint, obviously some courses do enforce dress codes, but, um, you want to be comfortable and relaxed and you want to have, uh, mobility. So talk about that first off, what to wear to the golf course when you're playing around, and um, what are some things that maybe you can bring with you to make it a little bit more enjoyable experience? Yeah, I think like you said, Ted, it's it's to, to the point of being comfortable, but you know you don't want to you don't want to be out of place either. You don't want to feel uncomfortable because you're under or overdressed. And I think it's a if it's a you're a beginner golfer and you know you're playing with some friends, it's a good thing to ask. It's like, is this a uh, it's just a come-as-you-are kind of place where you can wear, you know, some places you can wear a T-shirt and jeans and or a T-shirt and shorts. And some places, you, you know, there's no dress code. You could just – it's kind of a come-as-you-are type of place. Or, you know, or you could be going to, you know, a friend's private club as a guest and there is a dress code and you need to, you know, have a collared shirt and certain, like, shorts. Or if you're, you know, being a woman, there's, there's a dress code or – you know, even on the other end of the spectrum of being a woman, you can, you know, I know leggings are very, you know, popular and, you know, tank tops, but there's, you know, if you're, like I said, it's more of a come as you are place as a woman, you can, there's a lot more levity there, but if you're going to, as a guest to a a friend's club or whether it's public or private, some, most times there's a dress code where it's just best to ask, you know, don't feel pressure. Don't feel like you're going to be doing something you're wrong by asking your friend and they'll give you some good guidance if they're an actual friend. And (laughs) then you can go from there. And if you, and then also in that sense, you know, if it's a, if it's not a last minute, you know, proposition, ask that, you know, make sure you ask well in advance. So if you need to make an adjustment and maybe even go buy something, you have ample time to do that. Cause 
you know, the last thing you want to do is go show up to any golf course, no matter what it is and feel, you know, anxious or out of place because you don't feel comfortable with how you're dressed. That's right. So that's, I think that's my main piece of advice is just that you want to feel comfortable for your surroundings. And, you know, there's been plenty of times, even myself that I've, I've gone to, you know, places more on the casual side, dressed mm-hmm. how I normally dress for work, and I felt out of place and overdressed. Right. So there was times that I could have shown up in shorts and a T-shirt and fit right in and been very comfortable, but I was wearing, you know, my professional golf teaching attire that I wear all the time with pants and a collared shirt and very much out of place. People were looking at me like, who's this person? So right. <laughs> I think it's, you know, as a golfer at any level and especially as a beginner, um, don't be afraid to ask and, and, and just to be comfortable with within whatever kind of advice your your friend or your, your you know, your, your playing partner is going to give you. Well said. And um, you don't want to feel that they're looking at you like you're the concierge at the uh, club and, uh, having to hold the door open for them. So yeah, you want to dress, you want to dress casually. And I know exactly yeah. what you, I mean, what either you, end how of you the feel. Spectrum yeah, right. It doesn't matter. Right. It's, you know, and, and I think the other thing too, what a lot of folks can do, if, if you're in doubt, um, the other thing you can do many golf courses now, um, you know, of course have uh, websites. Uh, a lot of them will put on their website, um, what their dress codes are, what they expect, especially, uh, some of the more prestigious clubs or private clubs. If again, if, as Peter suggested, if you're uh, invited to uh, um, a members club, uh, you can always go on the website, or you can call the pro shop and just say, "Hey, I'm you know an invited guest, and I just want to know what your dress code is." So, you know, if if your buddies forget to tell you and you're not sure, you can always reach out to the golf course, and they'll uh, certainly be happy to set you straight. Uh, and the other component is Peter that I wanted to ask you about as well. And this is again, you know, people unsure of what to bring to the golf course. So you want to make sure, number one, you want to make sure you're, you're dressed appropriately for, for the day. And, and obviously you want to make sure you remember to throw, uh, you know, unless you're renting clubs, uh, you want to throw whatever clubs you have in, in the back and make sure. Uh, but there's some other things. Maybe go through a, a quick checklist of things you want to make sure you have plenty of uh, before you get to the golf course. You're not showing up and, you know, unzipping the various pouches and realizing you, you don't have anything in there. So maybe touch on that. What, what, what should we stock ourselves up with when we're coming to the golf course as a beginner? Yeah, of course, uh, golf balls, you know, tees, um, at least have a, a coin with you of some kind to, you know, mark your golf ball on the green. Um, you know, maybe if it's a uh, sun, some sunscreen and something to make sure you're have a snack with you, you know, some water to drink, uh, I think you mentioned earlier what not to bring to the golf course. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. Foods. <laughs> Don't bring alcohol. <Right. laughs> That's right. definitely frowned upon <laughs> on most places. Uh, um, I can definitely say that. Just don't do it. Um, right. No matter how much your friends tell you it's okay, it's not. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> but I think to the golf essentials, you know, you're going you're gonna to be out there for at least four hours, so you want to b- make sure you bring – you know, a snack with some complex carbohydrates, um, you know, and water. I mean, water or mm-hmm. Gatorade or whatever your favorite sport drink is, it's 
So golf balls, tees, your golf essentials is a coin to mark your ball for so you can get your ball out of the way of someone else putting. And go have fun. I mean, it's, I mean, besides your clubs and your tees and your ball, plenty of golf balls as a beginner. Least expensive golf balls possible. Yeah, go I couldn't fun. agree more. And, and maybe some other things, too, that you might want to consider doing. Again, depending, uh, depending on where you're playing, um, some other items to have along the way, uh, besides what Peter's already mentioned, is, you know, if it's, if it's a little cool, if you're you know playing in maybe somewhere in the Northeast and it's not quite warmed up yet, um, it's a good idea to maybe take a, a, an extra uh, shirt like a light sweater or even some sort of a windbreaker and you can kind of fold it up and, and usually you have a good size pouch uh, uh, in your uh, in your uh, golf bag that you can tuck it in, especially a rain jacket. Uh, or if you're uh, you know taking a drive uh, one of the, the uh, carts. Um, they have a little cage in the back that you can plop it in there as well. So it's good to have that in case you need it. Uh, and also, too, something I always advise uh, beginners because uh, sometimes, you know, they forget to bring some snacks, but usually you see that lovely cart girl driving around and, and she has different things that you can you can purchase there for snacks. Um, always make sure you have uh, a little cash on you. And I always recommend um, before you get there uh, or certainly when you get there, you can ask them in the pro shop. Uh, to break down the bills a little bit, get some small bills so you can give them a tip or two uh, along the way. They certainly really appreciate it. So little things like that, they seem very simple, but you'd be surprised at how many people, guys, show up to the golf course and they have absolutely no idea and they're not prepared, and then suddenly they're faced with a situation they don't know what to do. So um, that would be something I would want to throw in there too is, is you know bring some additional attire. You don't have to bring a whole wardrobe, but maybe something in case it either gets really cool uh, or if it's raining – you maybe want some sort of a light, light rain jacket. Obviously, you want to make sure you have an umbrella uh, with you as well. Even if you're driving uh, in a, dry, uh, a power cart, uh, that's always a good thing to have as well. Uh, John, I want to come back to you on this question. Um, so we've kind of prepared ourselves. Uh, Peter's given us some good tips to to get ready, and we've, we've picked a golf course. And now we're rolling up, and maybe we're not coming with our buddies. We're meeting them there. Uh, so we're, we're, we're now in the golf day. And there is kind of a checking in process. So as we come into the, into the, the front entrance of, of the golf course, um, maybe just briefly walk us through a little bit of, in most cases, I know they're not all the same. They do vary depending on where you're playing. But generally, what should they be looking for? What they, should they be prepared to do? And what are some of the common steps that typically happen when golfers arrive at the golf course? Because, again, a lot of beginners, you'd be surprised, um, have no clue. Yes. Um, there, there's really two types of golf courses that you're going to find. You're going to have the, the ones that have a bag drop area, and then there's some public golf courses that do not have a bag drop area. Uh, when you see the signs for the bag drop area, I would simply pull, you know, pull your car up there, uh, let the um, bag drop guys uh, get your clubs. I, I certainly uh, love your advice about giving them a tip. It's always, it's, it's always good to have some, uh, you know, a few dollars to put put in their hand, uh, and because these, those guys do work on tips, and and that's something uh, you want to make sure and do. Um, and then you obviously, if you don't know where you're going, uh, you just ask where the pro shop is. You know, and the guys are, that's their job. They'll guide you and tell you where to go. Uh, and then you obviously want to go check in, and making sure 
if you are playing a public golf course or, um, you know, any golf course, that you obviously have a tee time so that you have either mm-hmm. gone online and, and signed up for a tee time. Um, and if whatever that tee time is, you need to show up before the tee time. So if the tee time is at noon, at a bare minimum, get there at 1130, preferably anywhere from 11 to 1115, because you would like to get checked in. You don't know where you're going. You don't know where the, you know, the restrooms are, or if you're going to have some lunch or whatever it is that you're going to do beforehand. Uh, usually when you go to new places, it, it, you, you're kind of lost a little bit. So you, you definitely want to get there early and, and you want to get to the driving range. And obviously, um, you know, if they have a driving range, uh, if they don't have a driving range, most every golf course in America is at least going to have a putting green. You, at a bare minimum, you know, you can go putt. The other thing I'll say is if it's a golf course that does not have a bag drop area, uh, and there's a lot of golf courses that I play that don't, there's a couple of no-nos. Don't change your clothes out in the parking lot. I see, pe- I see people do that <laughs> all the time. You know, they're taking their shirt, and like men, obviously, they're taking their shirts off and they're putting their, go- you know, from work and they're doing that's not the place to do it. If you're going to obviously have to change clothes, go inside, go to the restroom or the locker room uh, to do that. Um, and if there's not a, if there's not a bag drop area um, and you need assistance um, with your clubs or anything, obviously you can go in and ask if there's someone that can help you with them. But most people will just, you know, carry their clubs up to the, to the area. And you obviously want to try to find, you know, the, the, where the pro shop is to go check in. You do need to check in obviously. And uh, like I said, you want to be there ahead of time. So, you know, try try not to use the parking lot as your locker room and uh, obviously show up early and, um, and, and, you know, the bag drop bag assistants guys there and girls that work there, they're, they're very valuable. They have a lot of information. They can give you a lot of information. Uh, and they're the first, people that you're going to be in contact with when you, when you show up. Yeah. And they, you know, what's also interesting as well is, you know, a lot of the courses that I've been to, you know, many cases in, in those positions, you know, a lot of them are um, young kids. Some of them are students and uh, it might be a summer job for them, depending on the, the location. Um, so it's, it's always good to help them out. Like you said, uh, you know, as we talked about carrying a little tip money in that, um, but if they've been working there for any length of time, they're kind of familiar with the procedure and what everything is, and, and they're good to, to kind of pick their brain. And, and sometimes if, you know, if you're a new person that you're a little bit unsure, um, you know, uh, if they've played the course and that they'll, they'll kind of even give you a little inside tip or two, uh, of what to look out for when you're on there. Um, you know, when you get out in the course, if they're familiar with the courses, which most of them are, cause they get an opportunity to play, um, most times, uh, free or, or at, at greatly reduced rates, but, um, they sometimes can give you a little inside information. And definitely, I always recommend to my students that they show up an hour early, especially if they've never been to the facility before for the same reasons, that you, John, that you just pointed out, is that they get familiar with the, the, the lay of the land, and it gives them an opportunity, um, if they haven't had anything to eat, to, to get a little something to eat. And more importantly, uh, again, if, if you can grab a, a few uh, you know balls to go out and, and hit them on the range to warm up, or at the very least, you know, uh, take a few of your balls out of the bag and go out on the on the putting green, make some putts, maybe even do a few uh, chip shots just to kind of to, to sense the speed and, and the, the read of the greens. And obviously, I know that's only one green. You're going to be playing 18, but it gives you a sense of what things are going to be like during that day. And especially as a beginning golfer, 
um, you know, your, your distance control and your speed, especially on the greens, is critical. And once you kind of get familiar with that a little bit, you're going to have a little better time. Uh, that doesn't mean you still may not have some struggles, but you're going to have a better time. Um, Peter, I guess at this point we've, you know, we've we've checked in and we've we've ticked all the boxes off, and, and now we're ready to to kind of get the round in more motion, if you will. And this is where many many uh, beginning golfers, particularly, really kind of freeze up, is that uh, particularly that first time uh, heading to the first tee, they get there and they really don't know what to. Uh, what to expect. Um, you know, they don't know what the procedure is. They're not familiar with it. Um, again, let's walk them a little bit through what typically goes on. And again, clubs can vary. Um, and I know the pro shop, usually if you're a new player, will kind of guide you on that as well as to what the procedure is, whether there's a starter or not. Um, but let's walk them through that. And what's the best way to handle that first tee shot of, of the game, um, particularly for a beginner that maybe uh, hasn't uh, quite polished up their game enough yet. What, what's a, some good advice to get them started? Yeah, I think it's good to take advice and direction from the you know the professional staff and the, the, the folks that work at the club or at the golf course. Um, they're going to point you in the right direction and give you you know they don't they want you to have fun. They want you to enjoy mm-hmm. your time there and they they want you to follow the rules. So if you just follow directions. Um, you know, they're going to point you in the right direction as to the first tee. Um, if there's any kind of um, map on the scorecard or if there isn't and you're unfamiliar with your surroundings, you know, ask if there's any anything on the golf course as you get from hole to hole that you need to know. Um, that's always very important because I know there's some places that do not have very good signage as far as which mm-hmm. hole you might be on. Um, and vice versa. Um, once you get to the first tee, just take a deep breath, realize you're there to just really have a good time um, with your friends. And no matter what you do, just don't swing hard. Just work on making mm-hmm. contact, get off the first tee, you know, and, and that can build some real confidence. Um, and then as once you get onto the golf course, just, you know, follow the lead of, you know, the people that have been there before and people that play, um, you know, you want to look for, you know, yardage markers when you're on the golf course and just work on keeping it in the fairway and get on the green. And, yeah, don't worry about being holding people up because I'm sure you're going to be playing just fine. Yeah, I, I think it, you, you raised a really interesting point, and that is just going back to the staff real quick is they want you to have fun. Um, you know, the people working at the golf course from inside the pro shop to the starter to uh, the bag drop, you know, gang out there, if you will. And, and even if there's a, in some cases, there might even be a parking lot attendant, you know, they want you to have a good experience at their, at their facility because they want you to come back. So they're going to help mm-hmm. and guide you um, any way that they can to make that a pleasurable experience. And um, so don't be afraid, number one, to ask questions. Um, and as far as the, the first tee, um, I, I agree 100% with what you said. You know, you, you, too many people get up to that first tee and their, you know, their knees are knocking, they're nervous, they're sweating, they don't know, and they've, and particularly some courses where it's very, very busy. You might even have two. Uh, I've even seen some cases where there's three groups waiting, and you know, they're just all eyes are on you, and you're nervous. So what I always like to recommend to to my students, even some of my, particularly my corporate clients. What I always say to them is if you're somebody that's not playing a lot, 
and you're not very confident, uh, confident uh, particularly with your driver, um, even if it's a, a long par four, dial it back down to a club that you know you can hit with confidence, even if you're only mm-hmm. going to hit it 150 yards out into the fairway, that you know you're going to hit it relatively straight, it's going to be in play, better to do that than to bring out your, your driver and having to hit a provisional ball because you've just knocked it into the woods to the, to the right or into the swamp or the, the pond on the left. Um, I would rather hit it 150 yards, even 100 yards straight down the middle of the fairway with a club I'm confident with than try to impress somebody with a club I'm not. So um, those are some things that I, I would recommend for particularly beginning golfers because one of the biggest problems with anything that you do, whether it's golf or any other sport, is if you do something that embarrasses you or you feel uncomfortable with or creates you anxiety, you're less apt to want to continue with that process or continue playing that sport. So I always say to to my uh, students is the simpler you keep it, the better. So that way when you go out, the, the anxiety level is con- much, much lower. You're going to have fun. You're going to hit some bad shots. You're going to hit some terrible shots. But the anxiety level will not be so great that you're not going to have fun along the way. And then, as, as I said, as you progress and become a little bit more accomplished golfer, then you can take a little more risk in that. But don't, don't get out there just because your buddies are you know, hitting it out there 250 yards that you have to do the same thing. Play to your level. Play to your skill. And, uh, and get in touch with your fellow uh, teacher professional, whether it's a PJ or LPJ or USGTF, whoever's out there. Just make sure they're certified and that they've good, you know, some good credentials. Have a conversation with them and get them to point you in the right direction to help with your game. So that way, when you get to the golf course, you're going to be confident. You're going to be feeling good. And yeah, you may not be hitting it perfect, but you're going to have a good, enjoyable experience. And I guarantee it, you're going to want to come back and try it again, especially when you hit that one good shot in your round that just keeps you coming back every time. So, um, I'm going to give you guys, uh, we're going to wrap this up a, a few minutes earlier, but I'm going to give you guys each an opportunity um, to maybe any closing thoughts or comments um, about our discussion tonight that uh, maybe some points that we, we forgot to mention that you might want to touch on right now real quick, and then I'll give you an opportunity uh, afterwards to, um, to let the folks know how they can reach out. So, John, you go first. Is there any final thoughts that you want to uh, share with our beginning golfers that are tuning in tonight, um, and even some of our accomplished golfers that maybe haven't been out for a few months because of our current environment, um, they need to get a, a jump start on, on their season. So what are some good tips? Well, the, the first thing, Ted, is is I encourage instruction. You know, I'm a teacher, and I believe that, I believe that it, especially if you're new to the game, you owe it to yourself. If you're going to, if you want to enjoy the game, uh, you owe it yourself to get in some sort of series of clinics or lessons. Uh, three to five uh, is a is a good start, and then get out and 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 start playing golf. Because we, I I tell my students all the time, I don't want you to just take lessons and that's it. I want you to play golf. Uh, the second thing is is for the new players out there, the beginners. When, whenever I'm doing a playing lesson uh, with a beginner or or a new player. I always tell them that we've got a certain number, okay, and the number might be six, seven, or eight. And when we get to that number, we're going to pick the ball up and we're going to go to the green and we're going to put it on the green and we're going to putt out. That way, if the student is standing there and they've hit six balls 
uh, or six shots, and they're not, and and they're still 150 yards away from the green. Um, and there's groups behind us because we all know how that, how intimidating it can be. Even if you're an accomplished player, when you know that you're holding up a, the group behind you, it becomes very intimidating. And so it's very important uh, that when you when you're out there on the golf course. That you have, and you're a new player. We're not really trying to establish a handicap. We're trying to learn the game. That you give yourself a number and then take it, you know, from there. And then one thing that uh, a very intimidating thing that no one ever talks about, and that is when someone, the group ahead of you, asks you to play through. And so, it's, if if that intimidates you, if that scares you, um, you know, you don't want to hit shots in front of other people like that. If you're going to play through, if they, if maybe there's they have four people and you only have two and, and you've caught up to them and you don't like that. The best thing to do is just actually, if you're going to play through is just go ahead and drive through and go to the next hole. That's, that's, that's a simple way to get over that fear. I don't ever want someone to be afraid to hit in front of other people, but there is a, there is that anxiety that people sometimes have. So that's a way that you can accomplish that or do that and, and, and not, uh, you know, feel awkward and want to come back to the golf course. So those are just some extra pieces of advice that I, that I kind of thought of as we were going through the show that I know that, that we experience as golf professionals uh, with new players all the time. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, I, again, you know, the reason I wanted to do uh, really this show and, and have this discussion tonight, it's, it's amazing how many, and, and with, believe it or not, with this um current environment with the, our, you know, the pandemic that we've been going through more and more people just for the sake of getting out and being able to do something. Golf has really been very fortunate and very blessed to, um, to sort of reap the benefits of this because there are a lot of activities that people, people can't do. So a lot of people are gravitating to golf courses right now. And, uh, many of them of course have, have never, you know, picked up a golf club or really don't know much about it other than maybe what they've seen in a commercial or, or uh, you know, occasional tournament they might have you know skipped over the channel, so they really don't know what to do. And you know, I want to you know always try to create an environment that we can help teach them different skills along the way, but also let them know just some of the simple basic things that we take for granted. As I said early on in the segment, um, you know, as golf professionals, sometimes we take for granted that our students know a lot of these little things that we talked about tonight. And um, I know from talking with other professionals that that's just not the case. Um, many of them are very intimidated just coming into the parking lot. They don't know what to expect. They've never played a lot of golf uh, or maybe they've never played at all. So um, those are things that, you know, we have to make sure they understand. Peter, what about you? I mean, I'm sure you agree a lot with what John said. Is there anything else that you can think of offhand um, that you would uh, want to say to encourage uh, some of our first timers or, or beginning golfers? Yeah, I, I definitely encourage them to like, like John said, to you know seek out some instruction to really look at, you know, being comfortable before with and confident with what they can do on the golf course before they go out on the golf course. There, there's your instructor or coach is going to really be honest with you and tell you, you know, you're really progressing well. Why don't you go out and play? You know, they'll suggest a time for you to go play, maybe later in the afternoon when it's not as busy and you can be more comfortable and, and frankly, by yourself. Um, even if, like you said, you've had a long layoff and you're, you know, already a recreational golfer, competitive golfer, whatever it might be, go out in the afternoon. 
I mean, it's really the best and most enjoyable time to go out and be on the golf course, uh, especially during the summer, like right now. You have that dusk evening time period where it's generally very quiet. And it's very, very, it's very pretty. I mean, if if anything else, Mm -hmm. you're going to be be able to relax, uh, work on your game. You can hit multiple shots per per time. You can just drop another ball if you want to. Um, and frankly, it's one of my favorite times to just be out on the golf course and, and enjoy the outdoors. Um, so I think mm-hmm. it, no matter what your level is, it, you know, it's a, that twilight golf time um, is generally a slower and a, and a great time to be on the golf course. I I couldn't I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, I, I know myself, there was many times, um, you know, growing up that I would, um, go to the golf course during the twilight hours, mainly because for me, when I was working on my game at various points in, in my life, that was the best time. I enjoy that more. I always, you know, obviously liked it early in the morning, but you know, people like to get out there early as well before or work or, or uh, on their day off, so they want to get out there and get the round over. Um, but twilight was always a good time, and I can remember one of the courses I was uh, with back home, um, uh, we had a woman who was a member there, and she was uh, in her 60s at the time, and she would come in, you know, at, uh, you know, 5, 5.30 and get a quick nine, and, and things were starting to slow down a little bit in some cases, and and, um, you know, we had 36 holes, it was 218, so she could just go out one of the nines and pretty much have the, the nine to herself in sometimes. So, um, and, and again, as you said, Peter, the, the scenery and, and whatnot was just, uh, was in some cases just breathtaking. So um, you get out there and enjoy it, have fun. It's, it's going to be a struggle along the way, but that's what makes golf fun and interesting is it, it's always going to challenge you. Um, and it brings, uh, it can bring the best out in you as well. And it also teaches you a lot of life lessons along the way. You, you learn how to overcome challenges. It, it, you know, you can take those, those skill sets that you learn out in the golf course and you can apply them into everyday life and vice versa for that matter. So, um, guys, great discussion tonight. I, I, I like that. I like to, you know, I said I like to help people, and I think it's always good to, to help those that maybe are not familiar uh, as we are and, and others uh, who have played this game for any length of time. It's always good to, to kind of just give them a few little nuggets to think about, and, and uh, hopefully we'll, for those that haven't been out yet, um, hopefully we've made it a little bit less intimidating for you and get out there and play and enjoy the game. And whether you do it all the time for a lifetime, or it's just, um, uh, something just that you want to try and you've never done before, we encourage you to get out there, but make sure you connect with, uh, with your local golf professional and, and uh, sit down with him or her and, and just have a conversation and tell them what your, what your plans are and what you'd like to get out of the game. And, and they'll whip something up together for you, um, that I think will help. Um, guys, again, great job. Um, I'll give each of you uh, an opportunity to uh, uh, to let the folks know how they can reach out. And if there's anything particular coming up that you want to plug, um, by all means, uh, we've got a couple of minutes to so go ahead. So, uh, John, I'll start with you and, and then uh, Peter. Well, Ted, uh, once again, thank you very much for having me on the show tonight. And, Peter, I really enjoyed tonight's discussion. Um, Ted, as Ted mentioned uh, in the opening part, um, I'm now um, a senior editor with Golf Tips Magazine and so if you, for the listeners out there, if you want to follow uh, any of my instructional features, um, they're, they're, the first one came out this month. Um, and I also have a feature called Fairways to Heaven, and I really appreciate Ted for giving me this opportunity to uh, write for the magazine. Uh, if you want to follow me on social media, 
Um, uh, it's under uh, under John Decker Golf Instruction, and I spell my first name J O N, so it's John Decker Golf Instruction. And I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, have uh, several hundred videos on YouTube, uh, instructional videos, and I uh, teach uh, in, out of the Westerville Golf Center uh, in Columbus, Ohio, in the Columbus, Ohio area. So if you're in the in the Ohio area. Feel free to reach out to me on social media if you're interested in doing lessons. Uh, if you're not in the Columbus, Ohio area, and you do want to uh, have me do some online instruction or coaching, I'll be glad to do that. Or I am also available uh, if you would like to come to your uh, area and, and teach if that's something that you're interested in. So feel feel free to reach out to me on any of those social media platforms I mentioned. And you can. You can message me, and we can get together. And uh, then my the last thing is my book, uh, Golf is My Life, Glorifying God Through the Game. Um, it's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Walmart.com. You can buy those all online. And I now have a Bible study as well uh, with the book, and I've been doing that at churches and uh, doing some public speaking around the country. So if you're interested in starting a Bible study or you're interested in having me come speak, feel free to reach out to me. And uh, once again, Ted, thank you. Well, I appreciate it, John, as always, and I'm glad for your input into the show as well, and, and in addition to all the other things that um, that you've been doing. Um, Peter, what about yourself? Let the folks know where they can reach out, and and is there something that you maybe would like to take this opportunity to plug on the show? Yeah, people can reach out uh, to myself. Um, you know, I'm very active on especially Instagram. It's uh, npi.coach, uh, and... If they want to reach out, it's uh, peter at gonpi.org. And, um, you know, we're very excited about what Northeast Performance Institute is bringing to really the Northeast of the uh, United States. We're about to open our brand-new performance center in Portland, which is very much in the geographic center of the state. And, um, you know, three coaching studios, uh, two fitting studios, you know, 400-yard Driving range, you know, top tracer for the public area. Um, everything is guided by TrackMan for the most part on the on the coaching and fitting. So, um, yeah, very excited. And if I can um, help anybody, just um, you can either reach out on email or social, like I said, or you can visit our website at gonpi.org. Thanks, Ted. Thanks, Perfect. John. Not a problem. And when Peter is the uh, when is the new facility opening up? Have you got a, an opening date yet set? Yeah, we're. Think we might have, think we might have lost you, Peter. Oh, I just muted myself. We're at a maximum oh. of two weeks away right now. We're very excited. Okay, good, good <laughs> stuff. Um, good stuff. <laughs> I was going to say, don't go before you tell us when it was opening up. Well, I appreciate that. And, and guys, as always, it's always um, yeah, I've done that too. I've muted myself a few times. So um, thank you guys, as always, for, for bringing your best here in Coach's Corner. It's a pleasure. And, and uh, keep up the great work. And, and let's have a uh, – I know we've all got a little bit of a later start this season, but let's go out and, and finish out strong So um, and the 2020 season. So thanks, guys. Uh, and I look forward to you joining me next time on Coach's Corner. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right, that was uh, John Decker and Peter Egazarian, uh, a couple of great guys on the Coach's Corner panel discussion tonight on uh, Golf Talk Live, and always enjoy having 
um, the gang, if you will, join here. Always uh, different guys every week and, and gals. And uh, always enjoy their, their discussions and their input into the show. And it makes it really interesting because, you know, a lot of times people have questions and, um, you know, there's a lot of great forums and that to, uh, to sort of air some of these discussions out on. Um, but uh, I've always got a, a great couple of folks, if you will, that, that come on each and every week uh, here on the show in the Coach's Corner panel. We always have some, some interesting discussions and hopefully you guys uh, have some things to, to take away from it as well. Um, I'm just waiting for my, my guest to, uh, to come on board and uh, I'll tell you a little bit about him. Uh, while I while we wait, and uh, when he comes on, I will I will bring him on. Uh, my very special guest tonight is Tin Tran. He is the founder and inventor of the Trans Rover All-in-One Golf Cart. Uh, he is uh, from Elk Grove, California, but uh, actually came to the U.S. when he was uh, about 15, along with his mother and four other siblings, uh, to actually reunite with his father and elder brother, who fled the country after the Vietnam War. Uh, growing up in Vietnam with very little, uh, he had very humble beginnings, uh, which taught him to make the most of what he had. Um, he, he remembers inventing and making toys from a very young age, and uh, he actually picked up the game of golf during uh, his time at college. Uh, it was, uh, as he puts it, love at first sight, as it has been for many of us. And he soon realized that there was a need uh, for the particular product that he uh, developed, uh, the Trans Rover. Uh, and it was a sort of natural for him to get his hands on whatever random scraps uh, he could get uh, get together. And he started, uh, as he put it, hacking out p- prototypes uh, in his backyard. And while balancing a full-time job and starting a family, he never stopped uh, making progress with the Trans Rover. And it was actually uh, uh, showed off uh, their prototype uh, to the world, if you will, for the first time at the 2018 PJ Merchandising Show in Orlando. Uh, which ultimately won the most innovative award at the show that season. And uh, shortly after that, uh, they successfully ke- uh, completed uh, our, their Kickstarter uh, crowdfunding campaign. And uh, after uh, much hard work and perseverance, uh, they have completed their first production run. So he's excited to uh, uh, continue the contra- incredible journey to bring Trans uh, F- Rover to the golfing world. So. Uh, as I said, when uh, when uh, Tin comes on, I will introduce him uh, again, and uh, we will begin tonight's discussion. Um, let me also remind everybody, for those of you that are just tuning in a little bit later on, that uh, tonight's broadcast is uh, sponsored by um, iGolf Sports Network and Golf Tips Magazine. iGolf Sports is a live stream broadcast and media production company. Uh, providing top quality programming designed to attract the golfing enthusiast. And of course, Golf Tips uh, Magazine, the game's most in-depth instructional magazine, uh, offering insightful reviews on the latest equipment tips from top PGA and LPGA teach professionals, uh, all designed to help improve your game from tee to green. So subscribe today at golftipsmag.com. And as John uh, very graciously mentioned uh, earlier uh, in the show or towards the end there, um, that the first issue that I have uh, produced for Golf Tips Magazine as its new publisher and owner uh, is on newsstands as of yesterday, and you can get it at most Barnes & Noble. Uh, Books a Million is another big chain that is carrying it, and uh, I know Publix is also carrying it. Now, some locations, if they're not currently open, of course, will not have it, but if your uh, location has been open for the last several weeks, it should be in there. Uh, and 
Uh, so you can, uh, when you're in there doing some grocery shopping, or if you're in there, as I said, at a Barnes and Noble or uh, Books a Million, if you're wanting to check out some uh, good reading, there's a, a lot of great articles in this first edition um, that I've published, and I think you'll really, really enjoy it. It's got a great uh, cover as well, uh, featuring the cover story um, written by, of course, uh, the voice himself of golf, Mr. Peter Kessler, uh, entitled My Dear Friend Arnold. And of course, as you would guess, the cover features uh, a very trim and uh, and uh, well-built Arnold Palmer in his younger days on the cover. So that'll be very identifiable when you go into uh, the store. Um, pick yourself up a copy, or better yet, um, you can go to golftipsmag.com and subscribe. It's a bi-monthly magazine. And there's six issues every uh, season. And uh, for $14.97, depending on where you are, if you're in the United States, uh, for six issues for a year, you can subscribe and uh, get all six issues delivered. Uh, and uh, if you're uh, out of the United States, obviously, uh, it's going to be a little bit more, but um, it, it's well worth it. There's going to be a lot of great information in there, a lot of information on travel, some great articles, as well as some, of course, great tips as well. So I hope you'll uh, check that out. Um, as I mentioned, I'm just waiting here for, for uh, Tim to uh, to call into the show. And uh, I'm really, really looking forward to having our discussion. I know he's very, very excited uh, about the the uh, product, the Trans Rover. And we'll talk to him, as I said, when he comes on, hopefully uh, in the next uh, moment or two. But um, I want to take this opportunity also to thank everybody uh, for faithfully tuning in each and every week here to the show. I uh, really, really appreciate it. Um, the audience has, has grown exponentially over the years, and uh, it just continues to grow each and every week. And I really, really appreciate that. And uh, you know, if you have questions uh, or comments about the show, maybe there's a, a particular professional that you'd like to see come on the show. Um, feel free to reach out to me. My email address is ted.golftalklive@gmail.com. That's ted.golftalklive at gmail.com. So if you've got a, maybe if there's a golf professional in your area that you'd like for me to showcase on the show, uh, by all means, feel free to reach out, let me know. Or maybe there's uh, somebody that uh, belongs to a club that uh, maybe has developed a great product uh, designed to help some of their fellow golfers out there. Um, I'll certainly take a look at it and maybe I'll, I'll have them as a guest on the show to talk about that and, and help give them uh, a little bit of airtime. So I'll be happy to do that as well. And again, the email is ted.golftalklive at gmail.com. Okay, I will continue to hold on here. As I said, my guest, uh, my guest is uh, running a few minutes late, but um, I'll uh, bear with it and uh, we'll, we'll continue on. Uh, also, don't forget to tune in on Tuesday uh, evenings, or sorry, Tuesday mornings uh, to the Women of Golf Show, which is the other show that... Uh, I host along with my good friend LPJ professional and Legends Tour player Cindy Miller, and uh, we feature a lot of great uh, female professionals and others that help to elevate women in golf uh, on the program. As well as uh, here this season, we've added in a new segment called the No BS Zone, where we cover a lot of different topics um, that will pertain to really all golfers, but we try to uh, keep it narrowed down. Um, Earlier in the season, of course, uh, we have for the last several seasons, we had been featuring the winners from the Symmetra Tour. Uh, and unfortunately, with uh, all that's gone on with COVID-19, of course, as most of you know, the, the tours have uh, gone on a hiatus. Uh, they're slowly starting to uh, unpack uh, what's, what's going to be left of the season. 
And uh, I believe from what uh, all reports, I believe that the Symmetra Tour is going to start picking up, um, if I'm not mistaken, sometime early in July. So um, we will reach out to them, and uh, as the tournaments uh, get going, uh, we will once again feature the young ladies on here as they uh, as they win their, uh, in some cases, their first event. So hopefully you'll you'll tune in and uh, be able to listen to that. And that should be starting, uh, I think, around the middle of July, I believe, is their first tournament. I don't have the dates in front of me, but uh, um, again, everybody's been sort of uh, on hiatus here with with uh, professional sports, even golf, uh, for several uh, months as we've uh, battled through this pandemic. And uh, as uh, as the course is open and people get back out there and the um, commissioners and so forth and the, the body the governing bodies of the various uh, tours um, feel confident and sponsors that uh, that we can move forward, um, then we will and we will showcase some of those young ladies as I said on the tournament uh, grounds, if you will, and and have them here uh, as our special guest to start the show off. So. Um, stay tuned for that. I'll keep you updated on the women of golf uh, as we get more information rolling in. But we always have that. These uh, young ladies are, are just uh, um, really a pleasure interviewing. They're very, very uh, excited about uh, you know playing out on tour. And obviously, they're trying to gain their full card to play on the LPGA Tour. And uh, we're, we're happy to, to showcase them and, and share uh, their journey, if you will, uh, as professional golfers, and uh, many of them, some of them are fresh out of college, and others have um, maybe played a few seasons on the Symmetra Tour, and there's some others that have actually made it out to the LPGA, but maybe uh, either lost their card or lost uh, a, a typical uh, status, if you will, and have had to come back to the Symmetra Tour in order to uh, take another run at it. So it's always a very interesting, very good mixture, and, and uh, we always look forward to that. All right, I'm going to... Uh, um, hold on for a few more moments. I'm not sure if uh, my guest has run into an issue, so I will try to reach out to uh, uh, to Mr. Tran and, and uh, see if we can uh, find out if he's running into some difficulties. And if that's the case, um, we may have to, uh, or may have to uh, reschedule um, his, his segment. But um, give me a moment and I will do that and see what uh, what the status is. In the meantime, again, um, I want to thank everybody for joining me tonight on the show. I hope that um, you know. I hope that you get a chance to go to um, golftips. Uh, golftipsmag.com and check out the um, website. There's some great uh, information on the website, and also if you're not a current subscriber, go on there. There's a great deal right now. The subscriptions are 14.97 uh, for the six issues for the season. Uh, for uh, for an entire year, uh, and you can actually uh, for twenty two dollars you can subscribe for two seasons, so it gives you even a little bit further break. So check it out, um, and hopefully uh, I think you will enjoy uh, many of the articles that are going to be coming out uh, in the current issue and future issues as well. So I hope you'll do that and uh, go to golftipsmag.com. I've just sent a quick message to tonight's guest, and hopefully he may be running into some some issues. He's uh, actually, as I mentioned in the opening uh, credits, that he is in California, so I know there's a time difference. He may have gotten the time mixed up a little bit. Um, so we will we'll see what uh, what happens. And as I said, if something um, is amiss, then we will uh, reschedule him 
um, for our earliest convenience. And my apologies uh, for the delay. I'll give them a few more minutes. As I said, um, occasionally, sometimes this happens where guests get the times mixed up and um, and or uh, other things come up and they're unable to to reach out. So I apologize for that. Um, some other great ways too to listen to the program. Obviously, the program airs live every Thursday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Central here on the blogtalkradio.com network. Uh, but there's some other great ways as well. And obviously, at the end of the show, I always uh, play in the closing credits um, some of the areas, but I'll tell you, well, we've got a few minutes here now. Uh, you can go to castbox.com, and you can actually subscribe there uh, and listen to the podcast uh, on that network. Uh, it's also available on Stitcher, uh, also available at iTunes and uh, TalkStream Live. Uh, dot com and also on Spotify are some of the other uh, areas that you can listen to uh, this podcast. You can uh, subscribe to the podcast. Of course, it's free. Uh, you can also do the same with the Women of Golf. So you just go to any of those platforms and uh, you just type in either Golf Talk Live, if that's the show uh, that you particularly want to tune into, or Women of Golf uh, is the other one that we do or do both. And um, just click on subscribe. And again, it's free. Uh, it doesn't cost you anything. And you can listen to uh, not only the uh, shows that are currently being presented, but also past issues as well. So if you've missed any of the previously aired shows, uh, that's a great opportunity to uh, uh, to do just that. So um, I'm going to give uh, my guests just a few more moments um, to uh, see if we can get him uh, connected here. And for, for some reason, if we don't, as I said, uh, we'll end the show uh, a little bit early, and um, we will reschedule them for a future date. But, um, but yeah, so go to uh, any of those uh, social media platforms, and you can also follow uh, me on uh, most social media platforms. You can get uh, on Facebook under Ted Odorico, and I've actually got my, my general page, and then I've also got uh, sort of a follow-me page, if you will, uh, since I'm maxed out on, on the number of connections I can have on Facebook, there is another one that I started up a little while ago, so you can follow me there and get updates on the shows and so forth. Uh, you can also uh, join the Golf Talk Live group as well. Just go to Golf Talk Live blog on uh, Facebook, and uh, you can join the group there, and I also update there. Um, you can also uh, visit uh, Golf Tips Magazine's uh, Facebook page as well, and um, I don't typically update the shows on that page, but if you're looking to learn more about the magazine, that's another place you can go and, and check it out. And make sure you like the page when you visit there. There's a lot of uh, great people following in that and uh, always um, have some interesting uh, video tips and other information up there as well. And you can learn more about the magazine if you're not that familiar with it. But all right, I'm going to uh, end the show a little bit early. And I, again, I apologize. Uh, for some reason, my, my guest is, is not... Uh, for some reason, able to make it, and I will try to reschedule him because I really was looking forward to having him on the show. And um, uh, again, obviously, sometimes uh, these things happen. Um, but um, I, I don't imagine you want to hear me talking for the next hour or so by myself. So I'm going to end the show. And uh, again, I apologize um, that I wasn't able to have my special guest tonight. But I will reach out to him and uh, connect him uh, on a future show. And I look forward to. Uh, to seeing you guys next week. Be sure to join in next week. We will have a, a great guest on, as well as uh, a new group of uh, Coaches Corner panelists. So make sure you tune in. God bless everybody. Thank you for joining me. I hope you enjoyed the first half of the show. And again, my apologies 
for tonight's guest, but uh, these things happen from time to time. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Happy Father's Day for all of you fathers. Uh, as we roll into Father's Day weekend, go out there and have uh, a, a special day with your family and uh, maybe get some golf in if you're able to. So God bless everybody. Have a great week, and thanks for tuning in to Golf Talk Live. Thanks for listening to this evening's broadcast of Golf Talk Live. Remember to tune in each week at blogtalkradio.com forward slash golftalklive. If you can't join us live, check out the on-demand section for previously aired broadcasts or listen on any of the following social media platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, TalkStream Live, and of course, Spotify. To get updates on future shows and upcoming guests, be sure to visit the show's Facebook page, Golf Talk Live Blog. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ted and Buck CEO. Remember to join me live each week for another great broadcast of Golf Talk Live. See you next time. This has been a production of the iGolf Sports Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.